share my story, albeit it will be very brief tonight. Um, it's an honor for me to be a part of the New Life Church pastoral staff, uh, of course, ministering alongside Rian Haynes. I love him, honor him. He's a good friend of mine and been a buddy of mine for 15 years. Um, I've been married for 20 years, and um, to be honest with you guys, I don't think I would be married today if God had not grabbed my heart many years ago. That's my wonderful family, Anna. Logan is my 16-year-old, Connor and Cayman, and I think there's a couple of other photographs there as well. Logan, Connor, and Cayman. Cayman is the little late lamb, as we would say. There he is there, and um, there are the boys. We like to get out a lot and just have fun, and that's why moving to Colorado Springs for us is going to be um, like an oasis in the desert as far as the outdoors go. And I'm from Zimbabwe, and so I love the outdoors. Um, we used to go hunting a lot growing up, and um, certainly um, we are going to enjoy that. We didn't do a whole lot of hunting in Texas. As I said to you earlier, I don't think that I would be married today if God had not grabbed my heart. In fact, when we came to the States in 97, I had been in the ministry sometime um, for a number of years before. Before that, I had been in the business world and was, very, and was successful in that, got married, and then was very involved in church life. We left Zimbabwe in 97, came to Christ for the Nations, and to be honest with you, I think that was the greatest blessing from the Lord because I was in church, in ministry, living our lives. I was, we had a 16-month-old boy, and our marriage was in trouble. Now, the story tonight is really not about my marriage being in trouble. The story tonight is about me being a man, being a husband, being a father, that God was grabbing my heart all that time. And that was the most important thing. I remember um, being at Christ for the Nations and going uh, and getting counsel because Anna and I had come to the point where we were going to get divorced. And we had said to each other that we would never get divorced and we were Christians and divorce was never an option. Now, you know, if, if you're here tonight and that's, that's where you've been in life, obviously there is no condemnation in that. I'm just telling you my story tonight. But God, um, I think, grabbed a hold of me and, and, and put, kind of put the fear in my heart and Anna as well. We, we both went and got help. It's easy to resolve a problem when you both want it, right? It's difficult when only one person wants it and the other one doesn't. So my journey tonight is similar probably to the majority of men in this room. Um, there was a male present in the home, but there was no father when I was growing up. Would you all say, that could be me, that's my story. Um, I was, my, my father was a lot, lot older, and he didn't know how to father he knew how to provide. He knew how to take care of us. He was an incredible provider, and I honor my late father because that's what God wants us to do as, as sons, right? He wants us to honor our fathers. And so I did that. But when my father died in 1983, I was 19 years old, and God supernaturally saved me. And I think he saved me because it was the right time for me to be saved. And secondly, there was a little Baptist lady who lived next door who prayed on her knees every day for me. <laughs> Thank God for little old Baptist ladies, right? 
We, we can all say we thank God for grandmothers and people that prayed for us in our lives. And so for 30 years of my life, God basically, and the story of my life is God has been retooling me. He has been refathering me because I never had a father image at home. God has been showing me what it means to be a father. I had no idea. I didn't have a template, Russell. I had no one to show me how to be a father to those, those three sons, those boys. And so that has been my journey. It was the, um, I think it was Ben Kinchlow and the late Edwin Lewis Cole. How many of you remember Edwin Lewis Cole, um, Men's Network, who said, being a male is a matter of birth, but being a man is a matter of choice. And in these 30 years of serving God, I can honestly say when I boil my Christianity down to its lowest common denominator, I would venture out to say that that has been the story of my life, that God has been consistently putting before me the the ability to choose right from wrong. Because our lives boil down to that one thing. Gary, are you making the right choices? Every single day. Because the, the, the difference between having a hard heart and a soft heart the difference between having a hard heart and a heart that is tender toward God is the, uh, it relates directly to the choices that we make in life. And so we came to America back in 97, went to college, uh, helped churches, helped ch- start a church plant, went from there into the, more into the ministry, pastoring churches. Uh, my first uh, pastorate was a disaster. Why was my first pastor a disaster? Because I hadn't grown up. I was still a 14-year-old boy in a 30-year-old body. And God was still working on me. I was still a work in progress. God was still retooling me, changing me. I was there for three years at that church, and I was so burned out after the third year that I had to go on a sabbatical for a whole year. (laughs) And it was during that time God began to show me what, what my role was, why things went wrong, what I needed to repent of. You know, it's hard when God begins to show you where you're wrong. How many of us guys can honestly say, yes, I really enjoy it when God shows me that I'm wrong? Yeah, right. Lord, I really wake up every day of my life and I just jump out of bed and go, oh God, please show me today exactly where I'm wrong, I just so that I can change. <laughs> but it was through that event that... Um, God began to speak to me about my heart condition. And early on in my journey, in my life, in my ministry, in my marriage, I realized something, guys. And I, I, I felt tonight, I felt anointed in, this, in, in sharing with you my testimony. Because God showed me that the success of my marriage, the success of my ministry, the success of my business... Whatever it was that God was leading to me was not shaped by my knowledge or my skill. It was not shaped by those things that I, that I thought I had in the handle, that I thought I had in the bag, that, 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 that I was good, that I was doing great. Or the lack thereof. But it was shaped by the, by the condition of my heart. Come on, guys. Let's be honest tonight. If I was to look back over the 30 years of my life, over ministry, over marriage, my children, my boys, how many of you know that God shows us His heart as we father our kids? 
God shows us what kind of father he is by the way we father our children. And God showed me, Gary, he said, you know, you're still an orphan in so many areas of your life. You need to become a father. You need to, you need to grow up in those areas. And so I had to come to the place where I realized that life was flowing out of me, out of my heart. And if I didn't like something, it was because that was the condition of my heart. And a scripture that has been burned on my life over these years is Jeremiah 17, where the scripture says, The heart is more deep, deceitful than all, all else, and is de- desperately sick. Who can understand it? I mean, think about that tonight. Think about that. And I think back that over my life and my test and my story. Because I wasn't a kid that was caught up in drugs. I wasn't a kid that was an alcoholic. I wasn't a kid that came from this totally dysfunctional situation on methamphetamines and all that kind of stuff. I was just a regular kid growing up with a father that was an engineer who didn't know how to parent, who didn't know how to do any of that stuff, and yet he provided for us. But yet I was so dysfunctional in my life, I could not function myself. And this scripture still applies to me, knowing that above all, all else, my heart can deceive me. My heart can be wrong. And as Russell and I were running the other day, I was thought about my adventure from Zimbabwe, those early days, coming into my marriage, having children, coming to America, going to college, pastoring, uh, going to a church in Mason, Texas, where I pastored for seven years. And then I begin to get it right. Don't you just love it when your life, you just begin to get it right? Somehow, eventually. And I begin to pastor with a, a fathering spirit. I begin to pastor with a fathering heart. I had become a son in the faith and now I could take what God had shown me. Being a pastor, that's a whole different story, is one of the hardest tasks God would commit to any person any individual, because I know what it is to have men in the church that are difficult to lead. <laughs> but I can tell you one thing in this, whole, in this whole thing of my life and in this passage, it's all linked together. God has taken me through various places in my life as he has taken you, because it doesn't matter who we are tonight and where we're going and what we've done in life, whether we've been in business, whether we've been in ministry, on the field, missions, it doesn't matter where we are tonight. Has taken us all through places in life where the one thing he has required of us is to arrest our hearts. Yes, to arrest our hearts. And in every single place that God has taken me, the number one, the lowest common denominator, the one thing that God has constantly been addressing not difficult people, difficult staff. Difficult conditions, difficult situations, places of contradiction. That is immaterial to God. The issue that God has connected with me in my life is, Gary, I want to check your heart attitude in every single thing that you do because it comes back to John 15. I am the real vine. And if you want to abide in me, I'm going to have to cut some things away. And that's hard. And so my testimony draws to a close because I don't want to take up any of Russell's time, but I, want, I felt so, I, I just felt so grateful for Russell to, to bring me here tonight to share because my story is probably the same as your story, it's just the demographics that have changed. Just the demographics that's different, it's just the location that's different. Because every single one of us in this room tonight are, are going, we're going through the same issue. God is dealing with our hearts. And Russell and I, when we were running the other day, Russell said to me, he said, Gary, tell me about your journey to new life. 
I mean, pastoring for seven years and coming into a situation like New Life and the, 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 the spiritual climate here and all that, all that God is doing here. But you know what? As we begin to talk, I said to Russell, I said, Russell, it's really got nothing to do about what God is doing here at New Life. It's got everything to do with what God is doing in me. Because someone mentioned it earlier, and I want to just reiterate that. Uh, I think it was Josh that mentioned it. God is moving in a mighty way in New Life Church. You know where? In the hearts of men and women. In the hearts of men and women that will say, Lord, no matter what the circumstances, the situation, I am giving you my heart, my life. You touch me. You deal with me. It's got nothing to do with anything else that's going on here. It's got everything to do with how I'm responding to what is going on in this place. Guys, I have learned this. I've learned this the hard way. I've been through the mill. I have not this mill, but another kind of mill. And I would get up sometimes when I talk about being married, I'd say, you know, I've been married for 15 years and the last six months have been great. And <laughs> That's a joke. I've been married for 20 years and the last six months have been great. It, sometimes life is almost like that. But thanks, Russell, for having me tonight. Um, I, I really appreciate it. Guys, I just want to remind you, my story is your story. God is working on our heart condition. Doesn't matter where you find yourself tonight, gentlemen. That's not the issue. That's not the issue. Because the real issue is not God changing the circumstances to suit us so that we can be comfortable. It's God changing us so that he can move something in me So that even if the circumstances don't change around me, I'm still going to be the man of God that he called me to be in spite of the circumstances and situation around me. Gentlemen, if I can just encourage you guys tonight, I'm excited about what God is doing here. If God can grab the heart of men, I I love the ladies, thank God for the ladies. My wife is passionate about the things of the Lord, but if God can grab the heart of men in our church, I'm telling you, he can change a whole community. Russell, thank you. I've gone a few minutes over.